Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 28. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to have Courtney Daniel from C. Daniel Designs with us. Courtney, welcome. Thank you, Kim, for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. And listeners, I got to tell you, we just had a fabulous pre-show chat which I wish I had recorded every single second of it because I would be putting it into this episode. So if this episode is just as lively and as exciting as the pre-show was, you have a lot of fun in store. Courtney works with business owners to help them connect with their clients on a personal level through handwritten communication. Courtney, can you share more about what you do and the journey that brought you to where you are today? Sure. So I started... My design, or just let's say for my my passion for design, started before 2005. So I can't put a specific year on that, but I do know it's within me. So I got a, my one of my dream job, not one of my dream jobs, but my dream job as a celebrity personal assistant in 2005. And how that came about is I worked with a wonderful young lady who's no longer with us and I told her that I was interested in becoming a personal assistant and she's like hey Courtney great I know someone who you can work with and from there I was linked up with them and I began my career as working as a celebrity personal assistant mind you as a side hustle I was creating cards you know I thought it would be a hobby and you know, I didn't think too much of it. I didn't. I really didn't want to consider it as a business because I, I just, you know, knew at the time that I was like, I don't know if I have enough time to put into an actual business to make it flourish, to, you know, pick, get it off the ground. It, it's just really time consuming. But through, you know, my friends and family just kept nagging me and saying that, Courtney, you should go ahead and consider, you know, doing your, your hobby as a business. And that's where my real passion for design began because I would, after the downtime that I had, I would just create, I would design, I would just, you know, come up with ideas. And, and these are ideas just off the top of my head. I hadn't seen any patterns. I hadn't seen any materials. I hadn't seen anything. So I would just take what I had in my material stash and create something. And, you know, just from the reaction of friends and family, it, it just felt as though they just really, really loved it and also felt that I should move forward with, you know, pursuing this as a business. Now, I love the idea of also going into Hallmark or Walmart or any particular retail store that sells greeting cards and you're looking through all the cards and it didn't have a specific message that you wanted. And here you are, you know, creating your own message. So I, that's when I decided to to just started doing 
to do blank cards where people can just add their own message on the inside. If I just design the outside and you can just embellish it on the inside with your special message or whatever you want to say, whether it's a you know birthday card or it may be a nice card to your spouse for Valentine's or whatever the case may be. I, I just believe in leaving it a blank on the inside so that you can put your your creativity and thoughts on the inside. So that's how it really started. And from there, I began to work with business owners to help them relay the message back to their clients the message of thanks to say, you know, thank you for coming in today or thank you for stopping by and purchasing, you know, this nice extravagant car or even, you know, realtors. Thank you for purchasing the home for me. Thank you for believing in me to make it happen. So and that's how it kind of started is to where, you know, just being able to take the time out to sit down and write a meaningful message. And it's nothing that's preprinted. It's something that comes from the heart. That is so fabulous. I absolutely love that. And I've heard that personalized cards just make such a huge impact, Mm -hmm. especially like you just said, when they've just purchased a new car or maybe a realtor sending out a personalized card to a new home buyer, to somebody whose house just sold and thanking them for working with them. That's what they're going to remember with a chunk of money or the house. Right. The next time it comes time to purchase something like that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I also believe, Kim, too, that, you know, if it was not for our clients believing in us or seeing that we can actually provide them with a service, if, if they didn't see that we could benefit them, then it wouldn't be any of us, you know, as business owners to continue to move forward and pursue our dreams as well. So I the least that you could do is just sit down and say, thank you, you know, handwrite a thank you saying, you know, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for, you know, entrusting me that I could carry out the project or whatever it is that we had had at hand. So that's like the first step or the least you could do for, you know, your clients. Courtney, I am on your site, checking out your gorgeous cards right now. And I have to ask, how do you find time to make all of these? Actually, I put it in a calendar. So I have like a Monday through Friday, how I do my productivity throughout the week. So on certain days, I just sit and design and it's allocated to whatever is, you know, comes in my head, whatever I see at the moment, it could be just like, you know, a yellow piece of paper. And I'm inspired to do maybe like, create a, like a, a birthday card from that. So I just put schedule it in my calendar. It's on a weekly basis. And then I have that day for design. And, and that's how I just go at it. And also too, I don't always stick to the calendar per se, because if I have an idea in my head, you know, as a creative as we were talking in the pre-show, you want to make things happen like right away. So some days it could be an off day to where it, it, you know, I've already designed so many cards, but I also have this idea or, you know, inspired by something that I saw outside or, you know, at the store or something and I come home and make it. But for the most part, it's a dedicated day to where I'm able to make large quantities of cards or in different designs of cards. No, oh, I love it. In the pre-show chat, we are talking about chronic idea disorder. And listeners, if you have not listened to that episode yet, it's PP011, 
for Positive Productivity, episode 11. And you can find it at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP011. Chronic idea disorder is when we are hit with ideas constantly. And Courtney and I were discussing how we both have this. Yes. And I can totally relate. Courtney, I don't know if you know, but my first business that I actually even started in 2005, I had an on- online scrapbooking store. Oh, wow. And I didn't even scrapbook. Right. But I saw this die cutting tool. Maybe you're familiar with it, a quick cuts. And I started making, well, I purchased it. It was a shiny object syndrome thing for me. I needed to mm-hmm. have it. <laughs> and I decided I needed to pay it off. So I started making die cuts and listing them on eBay because I mm-hmm. don't think Etsy was around just then. I might have to look that up after the episode. But yeah, I started listing them on eBay and they started selling like mad. Mm-hmm. But part of that was because of the fact that I was not valuing my time and I was greatly undercharging for them. Mm-hmm. How has your journey been as far as understanding the value of your time, the value of your cards and figuring out the pricing model for your cards? Oh, yes, that's definitely been a hard lesson to learn. And, and you know, like um, most business owners, when you start out, some may consider, you know, giving away free product just to get your name out there. And, you know, that's what I did. I gave away free product after free product after free product. And then I had to realize that, you know, hold on, wait a minute. I'm taking my time and labor to make this product. And I'm not getting anything in return. I mean, I still have to pay for materials. I still have to get the glue, the paper, the things like that. So it's it's hard actually to do that cutoff because on one hand, you want people to know about you and you want to get it out there. You want to get your name out there so you can become that well-known, trusted brand. And, and the quality of the product is like... It's great, you know, because, you know, you're putting your heart and soul into it. And then on the other hand, it's kind of like now am I going to start losing my traffic? Because now I'm I'm saying, oh, I have to charge you now. So am I going to start losing not they're not per se customers because customers, I consider that they're they're paying. But it's that making that transition, whereas now, you know, before the expectation was set at this is free. And now it's like, oh, I have to charge you. It's like, oh, they may not want to pay for that. So I struggled with that for so long and struggled with the right price for my product. So what I started doing was I'll just take the inventory of everything that I would use to make a card and ask myself, how much do I want to make per hour and how many cards? If I was making bulk cards, so say, for instance, if it's one custom order, how many cars can I pump out within an hour for the amount that I wanted to make? So it's just doing the mathematics behind that. So you're doing your, your hourly rate and all the materials you're using, but then you have to consider, are you going to pay for the shipping? Are you going to add stamps to it? Is the shipping going to be free? So you have to consider those moving pieces as well when it comes to making the price. So I think that one point 
I was charging maybe like, oh my gosh, it's it's embarrassing to say, but oh, it was like $3 for a card. And I had spent, you know, so much time on that card. And it's like, I was just so upside down and, and I wasn't making any money. And, and then at one point I just kind of closed down shop because I felt like, you know, the price that I really wanted to charge, I didn't feel like people would want to pay that because they, they could easily go to a retail store and get something that's already pre-printed for way less than what I was charging. But then I had to know that what I was giving is something that's custom. It's something that I put my heart into. It's something that you're not going to find on the shelf. And it's one of a kind. It's something that you're not going to throw away as well. And you also have to consider the recipient. Like, what kind of impression are you wanting to make on the person who you're giving it to? Do you want them to to get a card and say, oh, I saw this at XYZ store? <laughs> or do you want them to say, oh, my gosh, they really thought this through. They went to a person who does custom stationery and put all the details on the outside and I wrote my words on the inside. I'm not going to throw this away. I want to cherish this forever. So from there, that's what really, really made me hone in on the price and stick to it. And I don't budge at all anymore. And I don't feel any kind of way of about asking the prices that I charge now. I love that. That is Mm -hmm. absolutely awesome. And I have to admit, I can't even remember if I've talked about this in a previous episode, but when I closed down the scrapbooking shop, Mm -hmm. it was partially because I hadn't thought through all of that. And Mm -hmm. by the time I closed it down, I had moved out of my home into an office. Mm -hmm. So I had to pay for extra internet, Mm -hmm. online. I had Mm -hmm. employees, not employees, but contractors working with me, Mm -hmm. all those expenses. And I think at the end of the day, I may have been making like a quarter, maybe Mm -hmm. a quarter an hour, but Mm -hmm. really Kim, like your time's not worth more than a quarter. Right. That's so unrealistic. Courtney, I have to confess. I just got hit by chronic idea disorder again. No. Yes. And you are to thank and blame at the same time. But you're welcome. You're welcome. Listeners, you have heard the guests that have been on the episodes. You've heard. Well, you'll hear awesome guests like Courtney in the future. And it just occurred to me looking at Courtney's card that I haven't done anything but thank them on the show for being on the show. So, Courtney, when you have time, I would love to commission you to make thank you cards for my guests. Please and thank you. You're welcome. So just looking at your cards, I mean, I really need to be doing something. And listeners, just think about if you're doing a podcast, what are you doing for your guests? Because there's definitely more than can be done with the traffic that they're sending you or hopefully sending you than just sending an email. I mean, even a $5 Starbucks card. But if you could send a personalized see Daniel designs card. I mean, that would be so impactful. And no, I have to admit, this is Courtney and my first conversation, even though we connected on Facebook. So this is not pre-rehearsed. There are no affiliate incomes, but I just want you all to think about it. Sorry. Shameless plug for, well, not actually not, sorry. (laughs) Shameless plug for Courtney. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. So you shut down for a while. You came back. You don't budge on your on your prices you have your schedule what are some of the tools that you use 
like your calendar, like your schedule that help you keep focused as you go through the week. And I'm also curious, how did you build your website? Is this WordPress and what do you have going on in the background for your e-commerce setup? Absolutely. So in order for me to keep on schedule and to keep hair on my head, I do have the Google Calendar. I really live by that. My husband and I, we sync our calendars so that we don't overlap or miss anything when it comes to our work and, you know, podcasts or interviews or whatever the case may be. We just make sure that we stay on top of the Google calendars. I also am old school, so I also I like to have my planner in front of me because I'm not always uh, easily, my phone is not always easily accessible. So if I have my planner, I feel like I can whip that out and it'll be in sync with what I have on my calendar. Also too, in the event, if something was to happen to my piece of technology um, of a cell phone, I still have a backup plan and I won't miss a beat that way. So I just make sure that I have, I go through my calendar And uh, another thing that I used to do as a personal assistant, the night before, I would review the calendar. I would review what I have coming up for the next day or even the next week. So it can prepare me mentally of what I have to do. And it also serves as a reminder, because if you're booking things two, three weeks out, sometimes, you know, you may set the reminder to come up the day before it happens. But if you're looking at it the night before, then it's like that constant reminder. It's like, oh yeah, tomorrow I have to do X, Y, Z. The day after that, I have to do X, Y, Z. So that was just a system that I created when I worked as a celebrity personal assistant. I would just, you know, make sure that I look at it the night before so I could have my mindset right and I could move forward with my day. Now, in reference to my website, it is a WordPress website. To be honest with you, Kim, I just watched a video on YouTube on how to do it, and I set it up that way. I do know that websites is not my thing, and I learned that the hard way after spending many, many hours on trying to create a website, and that goes back to your podcast as well, The Chronic Idea Disorder, when you gave a wonderful tip about outsourcing. And now moving forward with my business, I will continue to outsource projects such as that because I don't have the time to sit and create websites anymore. I can say that I've been there and done that. Uh, It was a great experience, but I know it's not for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. (laughs) I spent 10 hours one Sunday trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to make WooCommerce work for me. Mm -hmm. Turns out it wasn't WooCommerce not working. It was WooCommerce and my theme not getting along. Mm -hmm. I don't know a thing about, well, I I know minimal about CSS. I don't wish to know more. And finally, I just put my hands up in the air and went to Upwork. Mm -hmm. But if you need a referral, I'll give you one right after we get off the line. Perfect. Yeah. So you are also a mom, a mom of three, you said? Yes. Yes. Three boys. Okay. What ages are they? Uh, 10, nine, and six. Okay. Well, boys can still be super creative. I know I had trouble keeping my boys out of all my paper and my glue sticks and everything when I was doing Mm -hmm. the die cuts. Mm -hmm. What type of system do you have in place to keep them out of all your heart, all of your card making supplies? 
luckily it's only one that usually comes into my office and he is actually he's the youngest and he is the most creative so what i do in ref i use my scraps so i've created a little station for him where it has all of my scraps you know i bought him his own glue sticks and you know whatever i feel you know i'm not going to use i put it in his little station or his box and then that's what he uses so once i'm in here creating and if he decides to come in he he knows that he has a designated area and he has his own supplies that he has to use. Now, I also make sure that I tell him, please be mindful that you can't just go through cutting up paper. You know, you can't use 20 sheets in one sitting because guess what? You're going to use that all up. Now, with my other two kids, they hardly bother me. They know, you know, normally when mom is in the room, and if it's not like a dire emergency, they usually, you know, they're either reading their books or playing with one another. So I don't have, I don't really, that's the only system that I have in place is for the youngest one for when he comes in. So I don't, you know, lose too much time trying to make sure he does not get into my things. He knows what he's supposed to do if he comes into mommy's office. That is so fabulous. I have a funny story to share with kids. Please do. Well, okay, so I have what I call the positive productivity tracking sheets. Uh, if you're interested in seeing them, listeners, you can go to thekimsutton.com forward slash shop. Because I have I am a pen and paper girl, and I love to have my to-do lists right in front of me. And these are dry erase sheets that I just write everything down on. However, mm -hmm. my kids love to walk off with my dry erase markers. Now, if you don't know, dry erase markers can be just as difficult to take off of skin as permanent markers. Did you know mm -hmm. that, Courtney? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> when my boys, who are 14 and almost 11, were much younger, so I think this is like six years ago, one of our nieces came over for a sleepover. And the youngest boy and her waited until my oldest was asleep. They taped him to his bed, and while he was sleeping, they drew a piece of poop on his forehead with a dry erase marker. Poor kid woke up the next morning and went to the restroom and found that he had poop on his forehead. I did not realize that dry erase was so hard to get off your forehead until that day. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with card making. I'm so sorry. Positive productivity podcast i just need to let you all know that if any of your children decide to draw on each other with dry erase markers alcohol wipes are probably the best option because you don't really want to use nail polish remover that would really stink and probably stink but there is an option but that was actually part of the reason why i was asking about how you keep them out of your stuff because i know right. it's constantly a battle mm -hmm. mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and i can I can tell you, too, that it hasn't always been that way. I just had to one day ask him, why is it that you come into mommy's office and what is it that you want to do? And he's like, I want to do what you, you're doing. So it's kind of like I replicated his, him a little small station. And I know if he has an area in here in my office, then he won't bother me as much. So, you know, just duplicate what they're trying to do if you have, you know, space and time to do that. But um, it has really worked for me. You know what? That's such a great idea. I never even thought about that. Because mm -hmm. my office is not so much of an office anymore as office during the day and a playroom right. when they get home from daycare. 
exactly. Yes. But mm-hmm. they have a desk. And mm-hmm. I could put it next to my desk and that would keep them from touching all of mine. But right mm-hmm. now that's an entirely different room. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. So what does your daily schedule look like? Because as a mompreneur, you have so, you don't just have one job. Right. Chances are you have two or three with everything that you have going on. Absolutely. Is there any type of daily routine that you have in your life or that you try to have? Yes. Key word is try. When it comes to uh, the kids, well, I can't say I usually start the process the night before. Again, I like to do things the night before because it helps me prepare and I'm not running like a mad woman the next day. The night before I would prep with their snacks. We would always we would already decide what we're having for lunch. I would iron their clothes, lay those out um, and make sure they have their T-shirts, socks, shoes. Everything is lined up. In the event we wake up in the morning, we are, we're late or we're running behind. I know that I'm not in their closet searching for clothes. I make sure that all their papers are signed the night before. Anything that needs to go in their book bag, that's done. So I just make sure if everything related to school is already done the night before. So in the morning, you know, um, up, teeth brushed, we chat, you know, and, and we give positive inspiration, like, you know, make sure you have a great day today. Um, you're going to have an excellent day today. I look forward to hearing about it later on when you come home from school. And then we send them off to the bus. Normally I would go to work out. That would be my time that I can. And I, I just like working out early in the mornings because I feel like it's better because one, if you wait, excuse me, later and throughout the day, you might not have as much energy as you would then when you just, you know, got out of the bed. So work out, you know, come back home and then I'll dive into whatever day it is. So say, for instance, today is Thursday. I would dive into me creating blog posts and creating content to go out. So I would dive into that and, you know, anything miscellaneous that may come up here and there, which it happens, I would just work on that. But for the most part, I just try to keep that routine uh, when it comes to the kids, because I feel like it's that's mostly part of where I would have peace as long as I know they've taken, they're taken care of and they have everything they need, they need, I can focus on what I need to do in reference to my business and getting those tasks uh, taken care of the next day. Courtney, you lost me at iron. Listeners, I don't even yes. know if we have an iron anywhere in my house. If there's wrinkled clothes, it goes back in the dryer for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, if it needs to be worn that day. I am not ashamed to admit it. I can't remember the last time I touched an iron. I said that. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so your job must be so much fun. And I can only imagine what it must be like to go shopping. I mean, I was in that space and I remember shopping for papers and embellishments and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. How are you able to control shiny object syndrome and wanting to buy anything and everything that's on the shelves? Oh, yes, that is that was a learned behavior as well. And oh, my goodness, you know, since moving to New Hampshire, we don't have that many stores here where I have variety and it's not 
easily accessible. So that helps. So when I do go to the store, I ask myself, do I need it? Like, are you going to use this book of papers to make anything tonight? And do you have to get it out within the next couple of days? And if I answer no to any of the, if I answer no, then it stays in the store. But if it's something like, you know, I'm quickly going to get maybe like a some glue because I ran out. Normally I would order it wholesale, but, you know, I just use the retail stores as my backup. Then, you know, I don't question that because it's something that I really do need so I can complete a project. But that coming to that uh, learned behavior or, or of saying no was very difficult because I wanted the latest. I wanted the best. I wanted the the newest designs that were coming out. And I just wanted to have it all. But then I had to realize too, that my office can only hold so much. And once you have so much of this, so much paper or so many embellishments, you're not going to use them anyway, because, you know, after a couple of weeks, you're going to forget you bought them. So it's just, I call, I call it borderline hoarder. <laughs> so you're, I'm just hoarding embellishments and, you know, I'm not making the best use of it. So what that does too, Kim, is it allows me to be a little bit more creative and use the paper or all the objects or the embellishments that I have to create something that no one has ever seen before. So I'm just working with the supplies and the materials I have instead of trying to get the latest and the greatest. I use what I have to create what I want to see. I love that about buying what you're going to be using today or tomorrow and then or what you really need and then leaving the rest on the shelf because I totally got myself into that issue or into a real bind because I was trying to resell to people. I really didn't know what they wanted when I had my scrapbooking shop. So I was I went about it all wrong. I had a wholesaler wholesaler. What would you call it? Mm-hmm. And I really just started purchasing way too much. I won't even admit how much money I racked up on credit card bills. And to this day, I have one credit card, one, and it has like a $300 limit. That's it. So any purchases that go through my business have to be cash. I have to think about it. And that really helps me from uh, engaging in shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. If I know that a launch is coming up, if I know that a program's coming up, I mean, I really have to be smart about saving and spending because I'm not going to put myself in that type of credit card debt again, ever. It's absolutely, and it can be easily done. I mean, and then, at, you know, I would realize how much I've actually spent on embellishments and and paper at the end of the year when it's time to do taxes, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I could support, could have supported a new wardrobe with the amount of money that I was spending on paper. But again, like I said, it was a learned behavior. And I'm so glad that I, I can now ask those questions when I go into the store and actually, you know, be strong about it as well, you know, and not give in to the temptation of something, you know, shiny and new. Oh, Absolutely. Before we were talking, or before the show started, Courtney, you and I were talking about how you and I both use journals to record ideas, and you alluded to having multiple. 
Could you share what you mean by multiple? And I would love to know, because this is not something that we've talked about before. Is there a certain color that you go for? Not that that's important, but from my design background, I love to talk color once in a while. And is there a certain brand of notebook that you tend to favor? No, absolutely not. Um, as long as in journal, it's in journal form, it, it's mine. I like it. Uh, so... I don't have a specific color. I don't have a specific design or brand that I like. What I do know is every store that sells journals, I always make my way to the to that section. And I guess it'll be I need to start working on that learned behavior as well when it comes to journals, um, because I can tell you that I probably have enough journals right now to um, write for at least through the middle of next year. And and as we were talking before, most of the journals, I feel like once I've used a couple sheets, I feel like I need to go to another one just because it's a brand new idea or it may be something that's so exciting. I feel like I need to at least uh, break that journal in so that they could kind of experience what the other journals have been going through. It's kind of crazy. It's probably a creative thing, but that's how I am. I don't have any specifics. I just know that I'm, I'm attracted and drawn to, to journals. When I was in college, one of the shows that I really enjoyed watching was Felicity. Mm -hmm. And one of the characters in there was a serial entrepreneur who always carried a little notebook and write, would write down any ideas that came into his head. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I thought it was crazy because I, I didn't have chronic idea disorder then. Well, in one of the episodes, the apartment that they're living in is broken into and his journals are taken so mm -hmm. all of his ideas are lost. And I completely understand the pain that that character would have gone through had he been real now. Because if my journals just got stolen, I don't know what I would do. I mean, there's a wealth of information in there. And some of you might be thinking, well, you could be using Evernote. But for me, and I don't know if it's the same for you, Courtney, Evernote and all those electronic tools... While they do have a time and a place in my business, they, I feel so much more connected to my idea when I actually write it down. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I can relate to that as well because one, it serves the purpose of allowing you to just express yourself freely without you worrying about someone else seeing it. You know, um, as you mentioned it being on the internet, who knows, you know, if someone could see that idea and two, it allows you to have a, it's kind of like your sacred space and you can just have at it. I mean, you have a whole notebook full of paper and you can just keep going and keep going. And you don't have to do the punctuations. It's just like you're just writing. It's just coming out and it allows you also to, to reflect back. You know, I like to put all my journals together and at least keep majority of them in one spot. And I'll just go and read back through and just to see what my thoughts were, you know, back in 2000. 10 or see where, where my headspace was for 2012 and also too just to look at the ideas I had and see if they're repeated if they're repeated in the newer journals that really means that Courtney you probably need to go ahead and put this idea into motion because you see it in more than one journal you know so it, it just serves as like a, a reminder 
It serves as like for me as a comfort because I, like I said, I could just write. I don't have to worry about punctuations. I know what I'm saying. I know what I mean. I'm the only one that has to read it. And it just serves as like that voice that I put on paper. You know, you're speaking it and, and it speaks back to you once you read it. Maybe I'm going too deep into it, but no, I just you, really You don't need to see those journals. red squiggly lines underneath a <laughs> word telling you that your word was spelled wrong. This, right. This right. is your creative space. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love it for that. I just love it. It's no judgment there. It's no, no, you know, it's no anything. It's just you and the paper and you guys can meet anywhere. You can go anywhere. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Now to follow up on journals and then to circle back around to your kids, are your kids allowed to touch your journals? Oh no. Okay. Amen. They, they, <laughs> They think that it becomes one of their little doodling pads. Mm -hmm. And the most that I would do is, you know, honestly, I don't even like ripping the sheets out because if you rip the sheets out, it, it messes up the ream and it messes up the um, attachment for the binding that it has. If I start to rip sheets out. So for the most part, I will try my best to find another piece of paper before I consider ripping out, you know, something in my journal. Oh, I will give an envelope for yeah. a bill before <laughs> I will rip right. a page out of my journal. Mm-hmm. And I only purchase hardbound mm-hmm. for those uh, composition notebooks. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I do not, if I need a tear out journal, then I may have like a steno pad around here. And those mm-hmm. are the first to fly towards kids. Right. I had to learn that the hard way. You know, I was like, no, it's falling apart. And then I I realized that it was because I was tearing sheets out. But yeah, I learned that the hard way. So now it's a no, non-negotiable. So what has your journey in your marriage been as you've been building and growing your business? In the beginning, it was you know what? Honestly, it has been very supportive. My husband, he he really supports what I do. He really supports my vision. He can see it. He may not understand the language that I speak sometimes, but you know, he's there to to brainstorm as much as possible or or just to even listen when I need him to. But in the beginning, I can't say too that I would spend hours and hours and hours, you know, here it is 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning and I'm designing. And that was the only part that kind of, I wouldn't even say caused a major conflict, but it was brought up several times that I would like for you to go to bed when I go to bed. But at that time, I don't think he understood. I had to get out what was on my mind or I had to express what I was seeing, like the vision that I saw in my head. And it it kind of worked itself out, you know? Yeah, it worked itself out. So it didn't caused too much a major strain. It was just trying to get that understanding and communicating with him. Like I have to get it out. Even if I write it down, it may not, it may not, the the vision has to come out. I have to go ahead and put it together. And if I write it down, I may not write it down correctly because, you know, it's late night and I may miss a detail here or there. So I just wanted to make sure that I express it while I could. What are your favorite leisure activities? And what do you do to take yourself away from work? 
well, you know, I teach Zumba at the Y. I really like that, although it's work, but it's not work for me because I'm able to connect with a bunch of women and we just have a good time dancing. And, and it's like the release that I need. And and we're able to laugh and I laugh at myself when, you know, sometimes I do the wrong move or, you know, something just silly. And I also like to take, well, I do take kickboxing. I really enjoy kickboxing because it allows, it serves as a great stress reliever because I can picture all the things that may have not gone right in that day. I just picture it on the bag and I just take it out on the bag and I've had a workout. I, I don't even consider it as a workout. It's just I go and release the stress. I'm feeling good when I'm done. I can come home, shower, and really be back focused on the next thing at hand. We were supposed to talk today. My husband knows I want a punching bag or one of those <laughs> big, long hanging bags for Christmas for exactly yes. the same reason. I just want mm-hmm. it hanging in the basement for that mm-hmm. day, days, let's be serious, when... The business is just driving me crazy. And I love what I do. And I know you love what you do. But there are just those days Mm -hmm. where if you don't lose hair, you're definitely going to get a couple more grays. So you might as well take it out on the bag before (laughs) your hair sees the wrath. Exactly. And you know what? I started out... That speaking of the bag, I started out slow. You know, I would just go maybe like two days a week and see how it works, see how it makes my body feel when I'm done. And from there, I just started adding another day. I'll add another day and and just go from there. And before you know it, you don't look at it as you're working out. You're looking at it as like that mental release on what you really need. And it it work. It serves me uh, well. So if you decide to do it, just start out slow so you don't get discouraged or get burned out. Just incorporate it maybe like once a week and see how your body feels. And then it's like, hey, you know, I have this under control at another day and just go from there. And you'll love it. You'll, You'll just fall right in love with it. And you'll know when you're not going. I mean, when you're not in the act of punching or relieving that stress because your body will know, your body will tell you. I definitely need to go forward on that. I hate to admit it, but I mean, there's those times as parentpreneurs, mompreneurs, dadpreneurs, that stress just comes to the surface. And unfortunately, we can snap at our kids when they're definitely not deserving of it. So I think I definitely need to Mm -hmm. push forward on the bag. I have just a couple last questions for you. But one just left me, so I guess that means I have one. What is your biggest way of getting new clients right now? Is it word of mouth? Are you actively marketing? How are you growing your business? My biggest way is word of mouth. Uh, Most of my clients have, or referrals, should I say, have come through my clients where they have actually seen some work that I've done for them, and they'll refer. And... I am doing marketing to my email list and in the next week or so, I am going to uh, ramp up my marketing through Facebook and Instagram because I'm on that so- those social media platforms. 
I use that for the business, but I still want to bring the message back to handwritten communications and silencing, you know, technology, uh, meaning that when it comes to sending out those, those thank yous, you want to kind of, you know, put the phone down, put the email down and use the handwritten way to communicate with your clients. So those are my marketing strategies for right now, but I'm looking to increase the visibility within the next few weeks. Courtney, this has been so absolutely fabulous. Where can listeners find out more about you and connect and see all of your just incredible designs? My website is cdanieldesigns.com. I'm also on Facebook and the username is C Daniel Designs. And I'm also found on Instagram under C Daniel Designs as well. Love that you got it cross platform. That's the way to go. Listeners, for the show notes, you can visit thekimsutton.com forward slash PP028 for episode 28. I'm going to repeat that one more time. It's thekimsutton.com forward slash pp028 where you will find all of courtney's links and a full transcript of this episode courtney i just want to thank you again i've had a blast both in the pre-show and during this chat with you thank you so much for being on thank you so much kim for having me Hey, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast, and I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to share with others, please feel free to do so. I'd also appreciate your comments, your reviews, your ratings, and you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher or even by clicking through to my website at thekimsutton.com and just leave a comment down below the podcast. I also want to invite you to send me questions at any time that I can address on one of the future episodes. To send me a question to address on a future episode, just visit my website at thekimsutton.com and click on the contact tab at the top. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I wish you a day filled with positive productivity.